long, 20 years ago or whatever. <laughs> it's been a while. What did you say? <laughs> Just behave there. Behave or I'll call you up to preach. <laughs> oh, God is good. Our apologies. I'm sorry that none of the words went up. You had to just go, mm, 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 like that. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't loaded up properly because normally um, Haley does that and I won't blame Taka. Taka was given instructions, but it was too complicated, eh? No, it wasn't your fault. We wouldn't blame you, Taka. We'd never blame you at all. That's why we need some more help. If you want to help with that sort of thing, you know, that'd be great. That'd be really great. So, oh, so you don't even know the title. Well, the title of this message is Sudden Changes Upon Us. Sudden change. So we are really are entering into exciting days. And it may look like we're not, but we are. We absolutely are. And we need to be ready for what God is about to do. He's going to do something wonderful on this earth. And I think the, you know, the enemy's just uh, stirring up, causing major problems around the nations. It's not just our nation, around the nations of the world and causing mayhem and destruction. But uh, these are days of destiny, absolutely. And God is about to do something in our lives and in the life of the church and in the life of this nation. I am very confident that what I'm telling you is the absolute truth. All right. Amen. So it says in Isaiah 43, verse 19, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. See, a new thing always involves change. It is a time of change, and it is a time for each of us to make changes necessary for us to fulfill God's purposes on the earth. Now, God will make a way where there seems no way. You might think it seems hopeless. I know no other way. Trust the Lord. He makes a way where there seems no way. He is about to bring healing and restoration to the nations. And do we need it? We desperately need it. And to our personal lives, he's bringing restoration. Our name is most of you, our real name of the church, our um, uh, legal name, I suppose you could call it, is the Christian Restoration Centre. That was something that was put on, that, on in my heart many, many years ago. We were flying back from America and it just came, restoration. You know that, so we were the Christian Restoration Centre, but we shortened it to uh, Centre Church because people couldn't seem to manage a big name like that, and it seemed to be the trendy thing. Everything was called one name, Impact or whatever. You know, so we were called Centre Church, <laughs> but our real name is the Christian Restoration Centre because God is bringing restoration to the nations and into our lives. And, you know, Don and I, those of you who don't know me, uh, my husband, um, we had been married for 39 years when he decided to go to heaven, which was very, very unthinking of him. <laughs> and that was over 14 years ago. So for 20 years of those uh, time, we were in full-time ministry together. We did everything together. We went everywhere together. We could read each other's thoughts by just looking at our faces I could see on his face, and he'd look at me, and he knew exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and because um, and he'd, he'd go, and there might be people, 
oh, yes, Robin, you know, because <laughs> I got this look, and I'm trying to say, you know, so, yeah, you know that. Anyway, so change was forced upon me when he died. Was I out of my comfort zone? Yes, for a long time. And, but the only way you handle change is to accept things will be different. Trust God, remain expectant of great things to come, and have a can-do mentality. I can do this. You know, it wasn't easy to take over running this church alone. It was blubbing hard, all right? <laughs> and some made it harder for me than others. <laughs> so, but I had the mentality, I can do this. With God, me, the leaders, we can do this. So my questions to you are, <clears throat> are you ready for change? Are you open to what God is going to do? Do you have a can-do mentality? You may have heard of the revival that's breaking out over America right now. How many have heard about that? Started in a place in the, in the university's Asbury, and, um, and now there's revival fires happening all over America. And I was speaking to Fergus McIntyre, those of you who know Fergie. Fergie and Jude are going to be with us in April. He's a, he's, a, he's a prophet of God. He's an awesome, and he's a father of this church. He's just, he was there the weekend Don died. He came up here and he took the service on that Sunday. Do you remember that? Yeah. And um, so we, he, we look at him as he's a father of this, of this church. So... We, our spirits are excited about the future. You might think, well, is mine excited? Well, yes, it's probably jumping around inside of you, excited, but your stupid head is in the way, your thinking is in the way. You see, our minds can trap us in what is familiar and what is comfortable. We all have a free will. That's what God gave us, a free will. If you have a will to change, you will change. If you make a decision to get out of your comfort zone, you will. If you think you can, you can. So God tells us to choose this day. Choose you, he says. Choose you, not, not just some vague person. Choose you. He made it personal. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Each day we make a choice who we will serve. Our flesh or Holy Spirit. Our will, God's will. Our words, or God's words, what are we going to listen to? We can either have a can't mentality or a can-do mentality. One will stop you from changing, the other will allow change to happen in your life. If our mentality is one of I can't, that is a failure mentality. It draws failure to us. We hinder our chances of success. God says in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life, that you and your descendants may live. Isn't that funny they'd have to say that? I've set before you life and death, therefore choose life. <laughs> you think, well, that's weird. Well, some people choose a pathway of death, but we choose a pathway of life. Amen? So... The Apostle Paul, he had a can-do mentality. He says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. 
through Christ who strengthens me. Of my own strength, I couldn't do this. I couldn't be up here if it wasn't for God. I wouldn't have been pastoring for how many years now? 37? 37. I could never do that on my own strength. I would have left long ago and just left you to it. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to burst your bubble. But, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So can you. You can do all things that Christ, you know, Christ will strengthen you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But we must be willing to change, to step into the new. We need to have that same can-do mentality that Paul had. I am born of God. You need to declare, I am born of God. I have his divine nature on the inside of me. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I have authority in the realm of the Spirit. See, I'm saying this, it's for you. You have authority in the realm of the Spirit. And I refuse to give in to fear. I refuse to give in to doubt. I'm open to change. You see, Jesus said you will have what you say. So think about what you're saying. It's really important. Make a quality decision to remove the restraints that hold you back and get out of your comfort zone. The more you respond to doubts, the more you respond to fear, with, with an I can mentality, the easier it becomes. You become bolder, your faith becomes stronger, and you start to expect great things. Expect great things. God is about to do great things on this earth. Change, change is coming, for sure. When we have that can-do mentality, individually and as a church community, we'll start to impact our families, our workplace, our community, and we'll be well-positioned for the days, these days of destiny. You should be excited about today. There's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things are about to break out. Amazing things. Things we've been waiting for, I could say from the beginning of this church. You know, even to give it that name Restoration Centre, but restoration is coming to the nations. Absolutely. You know, people are going to start to run into the house of God because they're hearing about the goodness of God, what God is doing. They'll see the great things God is doing in your life and they'll seek you out. All it takes is one person to begin to change and others will follow. Jesus came to this earth knowing who he was and what his purpose was to bring change to the whole earth. He started with 12 men. One was a traitor, but the remaining 11 after Jesus' death and resurrection, those 11 impacted this world. 11 people. Martin Luther was a German monk in the 1500s who challenged the Pope by nailing to the door of the church in Wittenberg his 95 thesis on his revelation that the just shall live by faith. And he sparked the great Protestant Reformation and brought religious freedom to Europe. One man. One man affected a whole continent. One Englishman called William Wilberforce changed the opinion of a nation and brought about the abolition of slavery in England in 1807. Martin Luther King, a black American, had a vision 
where people will be judged not by the colour of their skin, but by the content of their character. And he shifted the attitude of America against racial segregation. All these men had something in common. They all had a sense of purpose and a can-do mentality to bring about change. It was their destiny. What is your destiny? What change are you going to bring? We each can have a, man, a can-do mentality and do what we are destined to do on the earth. One person can build momentum for change if they will have a can-do mentality, whether in the family, school, workplace, business, community, or in the whole nation. Do you have a big devil, little God mentality? Or do you have a big God, little devil mentality? When you face a challenge or a difficult time, how do you perceive God? Does he shrink in size? Does the devil get bigger? Is the problem you are facing too big for God to solve in your eyes? If you have a big devil concept and little God mentality, Unless you change, you will never fulfill your destiny. You will continually be beaten down. You will never change your circumstances for the better. I tell you what, the devil is a nothing. Jesus totally destroyed him and defeated him on that cross. Yes, he's still around stirring up trouble and causing lying to people, deceiving people. That's the only way he can control us, through deception. You know, if we will change our thinking into... A big God, little devil, will terrify the enemy. Absolutely terrify him. He will back off. Jesus said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. He said to Satan when he came around, he said, get behind me, Satan. And he took off. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Get behind me, Satan. I'm not listen to you. I won't listen to you. Tell him to go. So sometimes you just have to dare to believe God. Dare to believe him. He won't let you down. This is God's time to be exalted in the earth for his kingdom to be seen in this earth. This is time for Satan's kingdom to be exposed for what it is, full of lies and full of hate and full of bitterness, unforgiveness, death and destruction. That's all he has. It is time for heaven's culture to fill this earth for Satan's kingdom to be pushed back. Something is going to shift this year. God's glory is about to cover this earth. I have preached this for a long time, and I know we're right now on the edge of it. In fact, it started. Absolutely. Ephesians 6.13, it says, Therefore take up the whole armour of God, that you may be able to stand to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. The word of God says stand, stand, stand three times. Why? Because we've got to keep standing. You know, the devil wants to push you over. He wants to take away your testimony. He wants to des destroy you. He Satan hates us because we're a threat to him. But you know, and we are a threat to him. We need to let him know he has no part of our lives. He doesn't belong to us. He has no right. Get out. You know, when he comes to get you, you're under attack, torment in the mind, physically, financially, whatever. We need to stand up. And in our authority as believers, 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been bought for a price. Our lives are not our own. They belong to God. Absolutely. So we've got to stand, it says, three times. We've got to work three times harder in standing if we're going to defeat the enemy. So we need to stand our ground. You may have stood for so long and be thinking, I'm about to give up, but don't. I know how that feels, but is it the answer? No. Don't give up. It is time to draw a line in the sand and tell that devil, if you cross that line, you're going to get a hiding. (laughs) Why not? Devil, there's the line. You cross it, and I will destroy you with the word of God. I'll get that word, the sword of the spirit, (laughs) and it will come out my mouth, and it will cut you to shreds in Jesus' name. Amen? That's how powerful you are. You've got the word of God in your heart. It should be. If it's not in your heart, get it in your heart, and then it'll be in your mouth. And it comes out like a sword of, of, of the spirit. So, it is time to take back what the devil has stolen. Whatever is your spiritual inheritance, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, demands Satan to give it back. What has he stolen from you? The Bible says if the thief is found, he has to get restore sevenfold. If he's been stealing your finances, you say, you devil, get your hands off my finances. Now, you have to be a tither to be able to do this. I'm sorry if you're not a tither. <laughs> you should. It's something you need to get your head around. Because if, you know, then you have authority. You have authority to say to that devil, you loose my finances. You loose my finances. I'm a giver. I'm a tither. And God promised to bless me, financially bless me. So we're going to take back what he's stolen. Stand firm. Don't run from the devil. Stand. It says station or garrison yourself. We take a stand. It's like a military thing. You take a stand against the enemy with your weapons on hand, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, with prayer, with declarations. Stand against the doubts and the unbelief and the offences and the unforgiveness and the fear and discouragement. Whatever he's throwing at you, the symptoms You tell Satan, this is where I make my stand. I'm glad this is wood, you know, it's good. Sounds good, eh? Yeah, this is is where I make my stand. I will not back off. No matter what the circumstances are, no matter what I see or what I hear, I will not back down nor surrender. I will fight this battle and I will win because according to heaven, I already have the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the word of God says. We have the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ, what he did for us on that cross. It is so almost unbelievable what he did for us, what he took on that cross, how he took all our sin, all our sicknesses, all the pain, all the discouragement, everything that we suffer on this earth, he took it on himself. He rose victorious, he defeated Satan in hell, And he rose victorious, and he gave us the authority. He says, now you go into all the earth. I give you power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Thank you, Jesus. So Jesus is calling us to come up higher. 
come up into this place of victory where you reign over all the works of the enemy, where are we seated? In heavenly places. It says that we've been seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We rule from that place of dominion. So it's imperative imperative we keep darkness out of our soul. That's our mind, our will and emotions. That's where our battle is. Keep darkness out of your soul if we're going to defeat the enemy. Keep offence, bitterness, unforgiveness, fear, unbelief. Keep it out because it weakens you and it gives the enemy a foothold in your life and in your circumstances. But if you will keep a pure heart and keep in faith, Satan cannot touch you. It says in Psalm 103, verse 20, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. You see, angels are hearkening, they're carefully listening for the voicing of God's word so then that they can go and fight for you. As you start proclaiming the word of God over your life, over your work situation, your family, you form a spiritual sword and you fight with that sword. The word of God, it says in the Bible, is is living, it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And that sword has the power, as I said, to shred the enemy to bits. Okay, so we need to make a decision. I will not back off from the promises of God. I will not back off from my love walk and my faith walk, no matter what is said about me. And we've had some pretty nasty things said about us. (laughs) Even last week. Anyway, praise the Lord. (laughs) So perseverance always brings breakthrough. You know, there was a woman from Canaan. You remember that story of the woman from Canaan? She came to Jesus. She's not a, not a, not, Jesus came first to Israel, the children of Israel, the Jews. And anyway, this woman from Canaan, she had no covenant. There was no, they had no covenant with God. Only the Jewish people did. And in Matthew 15, 22 to 28, she came to him. She said, she was begging Jesus, come and, and he, come to my daughter, lay hands on her and, She's possessed with a demon. She was crying out, come and help, and set her free. And she stood firmly, for, and firmly in the belief of what she knew Jesus could do and give her. And anyway, Jesus just kept ignoring her, just ignoring her. You'd think, oh, he's rude, isn't he? You know, she's begging him to come and help deliver her. And, uh, um, and he says something funny, strange to her. He says, uh, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Now, she could have got highly offended, but she said, yay, Lord, that's right. Because really what he was saying, you're not a covenant child. But she said, yes, Lord, but even the, the, little, the little dogs can eat the crumbs under their master's table. And Jesus was blown away by her faith. He says, woman, your daughter is healed. And she was delivered that same hour. Isn't that amazing? She didn't get offended. I could have been a little bit offended about that, calling me a little dog, but anyway. <laughs> it was trying her out, and her daughter was healed. Her faith and her persistence, it impressed Jesus, and he granted her request, really, which was meant for another age. So perseverance always leads to breakthrough. Don't quit. 
If you're feeling confused and unsure about your future, that is the enemy's voice trying to derail your faith. If you're feeling discouraged that your prayers have not yet been answered, discern that this is the enemy's tactic to discourage you and to throw you off balance. Don't fall prey to his tactics. Stay focused on Jesus so you don't become discouraged and weary in your soul. God is positioning us for the things he has prepared for us in this time. This is a time for suddenlies and acceleration. Maybe you've been standing for months, maybe years. Don't step out of faith. Now, hold on. Suddenlies are on the way. Don't step out of love. I don't think the body of Christ really has fully cottoned on to the importance of walking in love. Make a stand for love and for godliness. Chase down and pursue God's love. And then you will be positioned for something powerful. Huge breakthrough and blessing are on the way. We have moved into the most exciting times on God's timeline. Your answer is just around the corner. Get ready. Take one obedient step at a time. Hold on to your declaration of faith. If you feel a prompting from the Spirit of God to do something, act on it. If you know what the Word says and you, you know jolly well you're not living that Word, then change and start doing what the Word of God says. Every small step of obedience is significant, no matter how small it seems. For some, you need to be prepared to act suddenly when God opens a door of opportunity. Direction will come suddenly. A way of escape from the mess you got into will come suddenly. Be decisive so you don't miss your window of opportunity. At the same time, check your heart to sense whether there is a peace inside. Build momentum for change. Start small and build up. Today I'll choose to let go of offence. This is what you can do. Today I forgive. Today I will change my attitude from I can't to I can. Today I will live, this is, your, this is you and me thinking. Today I will live and act and talk as though God is a big powerful God, which he is, and the devil is a little weak devil, which he is. <laughs> if you continue to do what you've always done, if you continue to look at the circumstances and not the great possibilities that God has for you, you will stumble through life. And that's not what God intends for anybody in the body of Christ. He wants you to be powerful. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to li live a, a godly life and be sold out for him. So God is so much more for each and every one of you. He has a purpose for you. He has hope and a future for you. Just follow his directions. Obey the word of God. Now I'm just going to flip down here because I don't think I need to share all that. Okay. I want you to have a can-do mentality and make a stand for righteousness. Make a stand for holiness. Make a stand in your prayer life. Make a stand in your giving. No matter what thoughts are flooding your mind. Be a faithful tither so God can trust you with great wealth in these days because that is what the word has promised. 
how there is going to come a great wealth transport, transfer into the hands of the righteous. Can he trust you with it? He won't give it if we can't trust us. But it's coming into the hands of those who will use money in an um, unselfish way. If we're selfish with, fi selfish with finances, he won't, it won't come into our hands. And I don't even believe it has to be a born-again believer. There are, there are good, just people who haven't yet found Jesus Christ, but they, they are out there to help people. They want to help people. So we need to have that mentality to make a stand for righteousness, make a stand for holiness, make a stand in our prayer life, make a stand in your giving because of the great transfer of wealth is coming. And there's coming a great glory that's going to cover this nation. And one day, just like what's happening in America, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be not uh, it's a reformation really that's happening. It's a revival, but God is reforming this earth. This is his earth. It's not Satan's earth. This is God's earth. And we're going to go out of here in a glorious way. We're not going to go out in a weakened, beaten down way. That's not how God wants it to be. The church is going to leave this place in a powerful and wonderful way. And we're a part of it. You're going to be a part of this. So how about, now if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour, I'm going to lead us in a prayer anyway. And if you say it from your heart, I tell you what, something's going to happen. You're going to be born again. In other words, your spirit, man, is going to be filled with the life and the light of Almighty God. And uh, you, they call that being born again. Born again, again. Born again from death to life. So I'm going to do that, but I also want every, we're all going to pray that together. But if you've never made that decision, pray it with all your heart, and I'll tell you what, something's going to happen. Holy Spirit's going to come on you, and he's going to, he's going to create, a, you'll become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away, and all things will become new. It's a wonderful thing to happen to you. So, and then I, and I have a, so, a declarations we can make. So can we do that? Can we stand and we can do this together? Know that God has a plan for each of your lives. He loves you so much. He loves all of you. With, oh, you can't even know how much he loves you. Now, we, can, we love people, but what God's love is just amazing. All right. So let's just pray this. Father God, I make a public confession today before heaven. I thank you that Jesus bore my sins on the cross so, so that I could have forgiveness and everlasting life. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour. I choose today to have a can-do mentality. I choose to live my life as an overcomer and more than a conqueror. I refuse to listen to the enemy's lies. I choose to walk in God's ways. 
I choose to meditate on his word. I choose to declare God's word in the face of sickness, lack, oppression, hurt, depression, and despair. With God, all things are possible. If God is for me, who can be against me? I choose to walk in love. I choose to forgive those who have done me wrong. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I have greatness on the inside of me because you are inside of me. I say yes to all you have for me to do on this earth. I am ready for the sudden changes coming on this earth. I am excited to see the glory cover this nation and the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you declared it. You said it. You said you've got greatness on the inside of you, and you have. You've got greatness on the inside of you. And so now let's be great for God, amen? Let's do great things for God. And if you said that prayer for the first time, asking Jesus into your heart, can you please let... Uh, yep, see the hands going up? See the hands? Yep, there's hands there. Go see one of them and they have something to give you. Okay? All different things in there. So, hey, God bless you. Now, if you need prayer, we'll, we'll stay up here for a wee while. If you need prayer for healing, uh, deliverance, whatever you might need, you know, some situation you're facing, you want prayer, for someone to stand in agreement with you, just come up and we'll, the leaders here will pray for you. And otherwise, if you want to leave, um, there's 